0: Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Today we will focus in specifically on the U.S. economy, which has held up much better than expectations heading into 2023. So the question out there is, why hasn't there been a recession? And today we will hear the answer to that question from Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas from the UBS Chief Investment Office. Brian, welcome back. Thank you for joining me here in studio and very much looking forward to this conversation
1: thanks dan good morning everyone
0: So Brian, as I alluded to, heading into 2023, the consensus was that the U.S. would enter a recession, yet as we're speaking here in July, a recession has not yet materialized. So before we dive into why that is, can you begin by explaining or defining for us what a recession is, how CIO sees a recession?
1: Yeah, well, popularly, two quarters in a row of negative GDP growth. Uh, That's sometimes called a technical recession. But we're using the NBER, the National Bureau of Economic Research. Their definition is a broader, basically a significant decline in activity that spread across the economy and, and that lasts more than a few months. So, you know, by that definition, first half of last year, first quarter, second quarter, we had two quarters in a row of negative growth. But they didn't consider that a recession because there were enough indicators that were still positive, especially uh, payrolls, but uh, on the other hand, you know, if you go back to march april twenty twenty at right at the beginning of the pandemic when we were in lockdown, this is by far the worst period in u s economic history. It was you know absolutely terrible. We lost twenty million jobs, so uh, that was declared a recession, even though it was very short and by May we reopened and we were you know rebounding uh, so you know, this is this is what we're calling uh, a recession, not uh, not really, uh, you know, based on on two quarters in a row of, of negative GDP
0: now that our listeners, our clients have a better understanding of what a recession is and isn't, maybe we can talk about how we got to where we are today. And there is a publication that we're making reference to from the chief investment office that is, why hasn't there been a recession within? 10 factors are cited. So we can't hit on all 10, but perhaps, Brian, can you summarize for us some reasons why a recession has not yet occurred here in the
1: U.S.? Right. Well, let's start with why consensus was calling for a recession. This is a already- already a year, that consensus was that, that there would be a recession. And uh, remember, a year ago, uh, the inflation rate was 9%. And the thinking was that there's simply no way to bring inflation back down towards the Fed's 2% target without a recession, and a much higher unemployment rate in particular. So basically, people are looking for a replay of the early 1980s, where you know Fed raised rates up to 20% and we had a really uh, nasty recession and this was what was required to get uh, inflation down also the 2s 10 yield curve that inverted in early July last year and you know historically that's been a reliable indicator that a uh, recession is coming so you know this is why everyone was calling for a uh, a recession but in the end we you know we haven't had one uh, one important point is that you know with inflation higher a 5% Fed funds rate really isn't that high, right? So it's only recently that the Fed funds rate moved above the inflation rate. And uh, so the real you know, real interest rates just recently went into positive territory. And so monetary policy hasn't been uh, that uh, restrictive. And another really important point is that balance sheets are much stronger than usual for this stage of the cycle. So, you know, normally... If you have inflation and economy and the you know, Fed starting to raise rates, at that point, household uh, balance sheets are really stretched. Businesses are really stretched. But this time, you know, even now a year later, households still have money left over that was built up during the pandemic, and you know all the money that was, uh, you know, sent from the government to households. Some of that money is still uh, still left. And also, businesses never really overinvested. So. You know, you don't have those stretched uh, balance sheets on, uh, on that side uh, either. And then, you know, another interesting point is that we have had recessions in part of the economy. So, you know, manufacturing sector went into recession quite some time ago. Even now, uh, manufacturing output is down year over year. Uh, but manufacturing isn't that big of a, you know, part of the economy anymore, and uh, you know, similar with housing. So we had a, you know very severe slump in the housing market uh, in uh, you know housing construction as the Fed raised rates. But that data has been looking better you know for for months now. So you know, we've had these kind of rolling recessions. A part of the economy in recession, but uh, fortunately, all of that didn't hit at the same time. So this has helped to keep you know some part of the economy uh, growing while other parts are. Uh, in recession. And you know, really underlying all of this has been the strength of the labor market. So you have to keep in mind the labor market was extremely tight before the pandemic, uh, lots of unfilled demand for workers from uh, businesses. And, uh, you know, this this has helped to keep the economy going. So, uh, you know, there seems an insatiable ap- appetite uh, for, for workers. And People see the strong job market and make them think, "Okay, we can keep spending." You know, um, even though inflation is tough and you know prices are are uh, making things unaffordable, we're going to keep spending. We'll use our credit cards to keep going because. Labor market is strong, and we we feel confident that we'll always have a job. So there's quite a
0: wide range of factors I have to list up in front of me and, of course, would point our listeners, our clients, to the publication, Why Hasn't There Been a Recession, to read fully and further into the full list of 10 factors. But very helpful summary, Brian. Thank you for the clarity there. So the question becomes, where does the U.S. economy go from here? How, Brian, do you see the second half here unfolding?
1: The Fed's view on this, and mine as well, is that we still need a period of sub-trend growth to get inflation down to the the two percent target. And uh, you know, the Fed's estimate of the trend growth rate or the potential growth rate of the economy is 1.8 percent. And you know, so if you look at it from a very conventional point of view, inflation is high because the economy is overheated. And, uh, you need growth below that 1.8% rate to help get inflation down sustainably. And, uh, really since, you know, as I mentioned, we had negative GDP growth in the first half of last year, but since then from third quarter last year onwards, we've had above trend growth every quarter. This, uh, second quarter, it looks like we were above trend. That data will be out, uh, in, in a week. And, uh, you know, so four quarters in a row of above trend growth, very hard to get uh, inflation all the way back down without a period of weaker growth. And the Fed has been saying this all along, and and so have I, that, you know, this is really uh, the key. So, you know, I I do think from the current quarter, from third quarter, we will see growth uh, slowing. And, um, you know, the question is, will it slow too much and, and you know, we fall into uh, into a recession. I think there, you know, are, uh, you know, there is a good chance that we will have a the soft landing that the Fed has been uh, aiming for because, you know, you st- again, you still have some of the factors that I talked about. You still have good demand for labor. You still have strong balance sheets. And uh, business investment is actually picking up now because, uh, partially because of the Government policy, you know, the incentives to build factory uh, or build, you know, like factories to to make batteries for EVs or, you know, green energy. So the the government policy has encouraged uh, investment in in some areas. You see, uh, you know, very strong um, investment related to to manufacturing. And uh, again, you know, payroll growth is still good. So... I think uh, it's inevitable that we'll have slower growth. We need that subtrend growth. If we don't get it, if the economy stays like it has been recently, the Fed will be forced to raise rates further until the economy slows. So it might be, you know, it's inevitable that we have slower growth. But uh, with luck, it'll work out that, uh, you know, f- inflation will, uh, will moderate and uh, we'll have slower growth but not negative growth, and we can entirely avoid uh, the recession. This is you know, uh, at least looks possible. A year ago, a lot of people were saying it's simply impossible. There is no scenario under which we avoid a recession because inflation is just too high. And as we've seen, you know, headline inflation down to 3% in June, unemployment rate hasn't gone up. So at least we know it's possible to to avoid a recession. Whether we can actually do it or not, that, that remains to be seen
0: to your point, definitely a different tone today relative to where we were back in January. It will be interesting to see how conditions evolve over the next several months. I know, Brian, you join us on a very regular basis to update us on monetary policy, economic conditions. We'll look forward to a lot of follow-up conversations between now and year-end, though. A very interesting discussion this morning. Brian, thank you as always for your insights and for a dropping by the studio here today for the conversation. Thank you again. Thanks very much. And again, we have been joined by Senior Economist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office, Brian Rose. Uh, Brian has been referencing the recent publication from the UBS Chief Investment Office, Why Hasn't There Been a Recession?, which is available now up on UBS.com slash CIO. For clients of UBS, simply reach out to your UBS financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of the publication directly. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy.